Good morning, Riverside. We're so excited to have you here this morning. If you're here for the very first time or you've been watching over the last couple of weeks, we're excited to have you with us today and we just wanna connect with you. We wanna say hello. We even have a free gift that we'll put in the mail just for you. So text welcome to the number below and we would love to say hello to you and get to know you just a little bit better. But if you're here for the first time, we're in week two of a series that we're calling The Games We Play. See, one of my favorite memories of growing up was going over to my grandpa and grandma Richardson's house. One of my favorite places to be as a kid. And one of our favorite things to do was to play a game called The Game of Life. I have so many fond memories sitting around my grandparents' dining room table. My grandma would always set up a platter of cheese and crackers. My grandpa would always say, come over and sit next to me, grandson. It was one of the highlights of my childhood. See, just a couple of weeks ago, we pulled this game out and I played it for the first time with my boys. And my oldest son, Liam, had played it before, but Ben, our youngest, had never. And so he said, what's the object of the game? How do you win? And Liam said, whoever gets to the end with the most stuff is the winner, Ben. How true is that in life? How many times do we think the way to win at the game of life is by accumulating the most stuff, accomplishing the most things, having the most accolades on your wall? But see, life, I believe, is a series of choices. And before you even start to play the game of life, you automatically have to make your very first choice. Because before you start the game, you have to figure out, am I gonna go on the college path or the career path? And immediately my boys, without hesitation, said, we're going on the career path. Why? Because they are sick of e-learning. They are sick of school. And they said, no more school, dad. We're gonna start right on the career path. See, it starts with a decision. It starts with a choice. And some studies show that we make 35,000 decisions and choices every single day. That boggles my mind. But when you think about it, it comes down to what am I gonna wear? Where are we gonna go today? When am I gonna text my friend back? You see, the studies go even further and they say 226 of those 35,000 decisions have to do with food. And in this season of quarantine, it's probably way more than 226, but our life is a series of choices. Some of them are very unimportant. Some of them are things like, where are we gonna order curbside tonight for dinner? Or what Netflix series am I gonna binge next? Or which pajamas am I gonna wear for the third day in a row? But many of our other decisions are incredibly important, so important that they will shape your future. See, some of you are watching this right now and you just graduated from high school or college and shout out to you, congratulations, you've made it. But now invariably the next question is, what's next? What do I do next with my life? Or some of you are in relationships right now trying to figure out, is this the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with? Or those of you that have been married for a while, you're starting to figure out, should we have kids? And if so, when should we have kids? See, life is a series of decisions. My favorite part of playing this game as a kid was getting to spin the spinner. But 
that hasn't always been the case with the game of life. You see, the very first version of this game came out in 1860. And instead of using the traditional spinner, they used a spinning top because to use dice was considered gambling. And there was a negative association to that. But how many times in life do we gamble with our future? Do we gamble with our decisions? Because in life, when you have a tough decision to make, we basically have three different options. We can ask others for advice, we can come and bring it before the Lord, or we can actually make our own decision. But I guess if I'm honest with you, maybe there's even a fourth decision. See, we can make our own decision, but how often have we then come to God and ask him to bless that decision? See, our life is a series of good and bad choices, good and bad decisions. And be careful because the choices you make today affect the chapter you write tomorrow. See, so what do I do? How do I know what to do when I'm confronted with a whole series of choices? Well, get in God's word. See what God's word has to say about it. In Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. See, as we played the game of life with my boys the other night, there's lots of different ways that this could all play out. See, I watched my boys as they got married. They got these massive paydays. They got to do some amazing things. They even got to go on a dolphin expedition. But then for the longest time, I was stuck back near the start, driving on my own, not having enough money to pay for the things that I owed as the game went around. See, I was living in a shack by the beach at one point. It even said one of the cards that I got fired for taking my cat into work. See, that's all silly, but how true is that with life sometimes? Where we sit back and wonder, when is my time going to come? See, that person has gotten married. That person has been promoted. That person is living in a nice house and I'm stuck back here. Why do they get everything good and I'm just forgotten about back here? You see, in times like that, I think we have a choice. We can either covet or commit. See, we can covet, we can be jealous of what everyone around us has, or we can recommit to Jesus, knowing that there is something good on the other side of this season. See, because I told you, I started this game by myself in a car. Everyone was passing me by on the game board. But shortly thereafter, things started to perk up. See, I went from having a job as a singer to a dancer to a race car driver. If you've driven with me, you know that that is appropriate right now. But by the time I was done, I went from being in a car all by myself to having so many kids that I had to stick one on the roof of my car. See, because that's how it is in life sometimes. There's so many times that a season of burden can be followed by a season of blessing. See, I'm telling you today, don't give up because there's greater things on the other side. 
And the Bible, it doesn't always answer all of our questions that we have. See, I believe there's certain things that we will not know until we get to heaven. Questions that will finally be answered. But God's word, it does remind us of important truths. See, if you read God's word, it tells us that wealth is not necessarily a sign of God's blessing. In fact, some of the wealthiest people I know are the most unhappy people I know. See, their bank accounts are full, but their lives are empty. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. See, just the other day, I heard a story from someone in our church. And just like you, maybe you felt in a season where you're overwhelmed. You've been let go of your job. Your hours have been reduced and you're not sure what it was gonna look like. And this mom that I know was in that exact same spot. She was trying to provide for two of her girls and she was at the store. She was at Aldi buying just the necessities. She put back the fruit snacks. She put back the ice cream and just had to get the necessities that were gonna get them by for another week. And she said, Michael, as I got up there and the lady was scanning and I was trying to do the math in my head, I took out my debit card, my hand shaking, unsure of if it was going to be accepted. But you see, right in that moment, as she began to swipe her card, this couple behind her said, excuse me, and they introduced themselves. And they said, hey, this morning the Lord told us that there was going to be somebody in line and we just needed to pay for their groceries. And in that moment, she became overwhelmed. She wanted to remind myself and all of us that God is still blessing each and every one of us, that God is in the habit of still being with you and still walking with you no matter what your season is. See, I wrote down in my notes, in a season of trial, it will either expand your faith or expose your fear. Faith versus fear. See, about five summers ago, my Liam, he was playing baseball. And early on in the season, one of his best friends got hit by a pitch. And for the foreseeable future after that, every time Liam got up to bat, as soon as the ball came near him, he jumped out of the batter's box. And that happened for game after game after game. Until finally, one afternoon, I said, dude, Stay in there. They're not going to hit you. Stay in there. And when that ball comes, you hit it as quickly as you can, as hard as you can. Don't worry. Picture where it's going to go. Picture the future that's out there. And I'll tell you that next time he was up to bat, he held that bat as high as he could. He hit the ball as strong as he could, and it went all the way out to center field. See, I tell you that story because there's so often that many of us, when we get fearful, when we get overwhelmed, we jump out of the batter's box of life. And the Lord's asking us, just stay in there. I'm not focusing on my current situation. I'm not focusing on what's happened in the past. I'm keeping my eye on the ball of what God wants to do in my future. You see, you're limiting the opportunities that God has for your life if you're not moving forward in expectation, if you're not moving forward in hope. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 16, verse 13. He says, stay alert, stand firm in the faith, show courage, be strong. See, I always come back to Paul because I think it's one of the greatest stories in all of scripture. See, Paul had a radical transformation like many of us. He was so far from following Jesus that in this time, he met Jesus, had this radical transformation and ended up becoming one of the greatest Christians to ever walk on the face of the earth. See, Paul goes on and saying he never gave up hope. If you read his story, he was always hopeful, never a hopeless. See, Paul's story, he's end up thrown into prison. And out of the 13 books of the New Testament that he writes, four of those are written from prison. And some of you right now, you may feel in that same place. I haven't been able to leave my house. I feel confined. I feel chained. I feel stuck on the floor of life. But I'll tell you today, a prison perspective will always cause you to doubt your destiny. Because there's many of you that as we kicked off this year together with 21 days of prayer and fasting, God spoke to you. God gave you a vision of what this year, what your future was going to look like. And you were hyped. You were excited. You couldn't text me fast enough. But here we are in May, and it seems like all hope is lost. Trust me, in this season, I've been there with you. See, back in January, I laid out the vision of where God was taking us in generation two of Riverside. And we shared some really exciting things that we were gonna purchase a bus to bring people to church every single Sunday, that we were gonna go into prisons ourselves to share the love of Jesus, that we were gonna adopt a school and be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever we could. And it seems like all of that has stopped. We're not able to move forward with it. But can I tell you today that none of that is canceled. It's just postponed. It's just delayed. It's all still going to happen in God's timing. But see, we hate that word delayed. Have you ever been on a delayed flight? You've gotten to the airport ready to go on vacation and they say, it's delayed? I hated that. But listen to me today. I will always take delayed over canceled. See, delayed means you will get there eventually. Canceled means it's all over. Can I tell you this morning, what if God hasn't canceled your plans? He's just delayed them. Listen to me this morning. Just because you're delayed doesn't mean you're denied. It just means that God is going to do it on his timetable and not on ours. See, I say it all the time, in the waiting God is still working. As a kid, one of my least favorite days of the year was the night of the State of the Union Address. See, because back when I was growing up, we only had three or four channels to watch. And when the president was on, he was on every channel. There was nothing else to watch. And I hated when they would get on there and say, we preempt our normal schedule to bring you the State of the Union Address. It was an interruption. It annoyed me. But the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that interruptions are actually invitations. There's times where God is saying, hey, 
I wanna pause what you're doing right now to do something new. See, and I think that's where many of us are right now. God is trying to interrupt our plans to prepare us for the future that he has for us. See, and sometimes when we're delayed, we eventually get on that airplane. And that airplane, if you've ever gone through turbulence, in times of turbulence, in times of uncertainty, I never undo my seatbelt, run to the cockpit, and try to take over the controls from the pilot. No, I sit back and rest. I stay in my seat. But how often when things start to get a little bit unsettled, do we try to take over? Do we try to put God in the corner and we try to do it all our own? See, God's promises are always worth your perseverance. See, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Keep going. God's strength is greater than your struggle that you're facing today. See, in this season, it feels like all is lost. But I believe that God is interrupting your present so he can initiate your future. Without this season, without these hardships that we've all been facing for the last couple of months, I don't think God would have been able to get my attention. See, I believe that God is preempting our plans so he can prepare us for his. The Bible reminds us that life's greatest blessings come from knowing God and walking with him every single day. Because you see, in the world's eyes, many of us look poor. But in God's eyes, we're rich beyond measure. He sees us, he knows us, he created us, he calls us his children. See, and as you continue on in the game of life, there's two different paths you can take. You can take the family path or you can take the life path. But in this real life, we often have two choices that we can make. We can take the life of purpose or the life of pleasure. See, the life of purpose is when we're marked out for Jesus. When we say, Lord, I'm handing it over to you. Whatever you want, I'm trusting you to see me through this. But the life of pleasure is when we do our own things. When we put God off to the side and we just do what we think is best, our own choices, our own dreams for our life. In Psalm chapter one, starting in verse one, it says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. See, in this passage, we're reminded of the two different roads we can take and what's waiting at the end of both of those. You see, the path of purpose or the path of pleasure. See, when you follow the path of purpose, God leads you into your destiny. When you follow the path of pleasure, Satan leads you into your destruction. So what are you going to choose today? Are you gonna choose destiny 
or destruction. But let me tell you, the choice is yours today. See, as you get to near the end of the game, you have even more choices to make. You have to choose between safe route and risky road. See, safe route, you can get some more pets. There's a bigger payday waiting for you. Risky road looks a little bit different. Depending on where you land, you may have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars back to the bank. But see, it's the same in life. See, what does the safe route look like? It's putting your life in the hands of Jesus. What does risky road look like? It's trying to do everything on your own and in your own strength. Now, I need to be upfront with you. Following Jesus doesn't mean you won't go through storms, but it means that he'll be there to help you navigate through the storm. When you get to the end of the game today, you have to choose between retiring at Millionaire Mansion or Countryside Acres. Both of those are really exciting possibilities. But growing up, the game that I used to play, there were two other choices, Millionaire Acres or the poor farm. See, those are two choices, but many people get to the end and they're both rich and poor. But can I tell you, they spent so many years amassing a fortune, but have overlooked their future. See, my Ben, he ended up the winner. He ended up with $2.6 million but it meant nothing. You see, what happened is we folded up this game board. We put the lid on the box. We put the box away. We walked away and he was left with nothing. He didn't take it with him. You see, one day we will all stand before God and he won't ask us the size of our bank account, the title outside of our office door, the only thing he's going to care about is did we enter into a relationship with him? During our time on earth, did we accept his free gift of salvation? You see, my Liam, he got to the end first. But when we added up all of his money, he actually came in last. See, it's possible that you can get there first, but end up last in life. See, in this real life, game of life, the ultimate question comes down to which path are you going to take? The path that leads to eternity in heaven with Jesus or the path of destruction where you spend eternity in hell? See, my grandpa, when we played this game, he was always the banker. And every time I landed on a payday, he looked at me and he always gave me a little bit more than what I was supposed to get. See, I love that image because it's the same with Jesus. He always gives us more than we've earned. He always gives us more than what we deserve. He's always there in relationship with us and he wants to bless us beyond anything we could ever hope or imagine. And so this morning, I wanna give you that opportunity. I wanna give you the opportunity to enter 
into a relationship with Jesus. So when you get to the end of your own game of life, you know where you're going. You don't have to worry, you don't have to fret in seasons like this. I know I'm gonna spend the rest of eternity with Jesus. So wherever you're watching from today, I invite you to bow your head, close your eyes, and just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you walk with me in every season. Today, I'm inviting you into my life. Take over my life and walk with me into the future. I'm sorry for the times I've tried to do it on my own. And from this day forward, I wanna walk down the path of purpose that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. See, if you prayed that prayer today, it's the best decision, the best choice in the game of life that you will ever make. And we wanna help you on this journey. We wanna help you navigate the decisions and the choices in this game of life. And you can text YES to the number that you see on your screen. And our team will come alongside you and we will walk with you every single step of the way. See, I love you, I believe in you, and I know that God has greater things for each of us right around the corner. Have the best day and I'll see you back soon.